It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And you? You're <laughs> laughing? <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 664 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, February the 18th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We have team-focused shows covering all 30 NBA teams, as well as all 32 NFL teams. If your team is getting ready for the draft, definitely Lots of stuff to check out over on the NFL side of things. we got the baseball network ramping up with pitchers and catchers reporting last week, and I believe position players are reporting this week as well. And also on the NHL network, the NHL trade deadline is just a few days away, and the last two days were spent doing a big-ass preview of all, all that is to come. All of the local hosts st- uh, stopping by for three to four minutes to just talk about what's going on with their team. So if you're a hockey fan or if you're just a casual liker of trades in sports i suggest checking out the locked on nhl network and the locked on nhl national podcast for the last couple days uh all right on today's show i'm joined fresh off of her star turn as a reporter covering all-star in chicago probably full of chicago dogs aka salad it is our pal katie heindel katie what's up hi um i finally got some sleep so i feel <laughs> I was going to be like a new woman, but I actually just feel like myself <laughs> again. It's nice to feel human, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sleep is good. Yeah. I remember. Sorry, go ahead. It's just like, no, no, no. It was just like the last uh, last f- four days. I don't think I got more than four hours in one night, sometimes less. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen. I remember when All-Star was in Toronto. I wasn't even working like the events at Scotiabank Arena. I was working a radio booth at like the Entercare Center Fan Fest thingy. And that was like three straight 12-hour days of just like booking guests and running around and taking videos of James Harden trying to defend children on a random court and Carl Anthony Towns going one-on-one with some poor soul. And <laughs> that was exhausting. And I can't even imagine like being at all the events and the dunk contest and everything, plus all the extracurriculars that go on at All-Star. How was your first experience covering All-Star, Katie? It seemed like you had a pretty good time. I had a great time, um, but it's like... It's everything, it's everything kind of like it's overwhelming. (laughs) Um, it's amazing. Uh, it's really fun. You just feel like, well, I just felt like super lucky and like really happy and overstimulated the whole time. You get like pretty intimidated sometimes. It was my first experience, for example, on, um, the big media day, like all-star media day. So like running Mm -hmm. up to booths that are like packed, you know, 20 deep <laughs> of other people <laughs> screaming their questions at the same time at all-star players and you trying to get yours in edgewise and just like learning that to do that, you just need to scream your question over and over again. Um, 
like in full, probably like, I don't know, hopefully only a dozen times, but sometimes more than that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Chicago's cool city. I really loved it. Um, I want to go back when it's not so cold because what people said is true. It is a lot colder there just because of the goddamn wind. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I think I need, I honestly think I need a day or two to, like, be quiet uh, and be home and just, like, reconcile in my brain everything that happened, if that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense to me. It, it, it's There's probably a lot that took place that you forgot and that you'll probably come around on and remember at some point it's like all-star rules it's super fun i and and my whole argument against like media people who get very very mad when it's in a cold weather city and i'm sorry to the angry media people it's going to be in indianapolis next year so have fun um like it's so cool to be in the city where it's happening and to see how it affects the city it's in and these people who were like, oh, it should only be in warm weather cities are uh, idiots and don't get the point and are like, if you don't want to go, don't. No one's asking you to go cover the, the All-Star game in the cold weather city. And it's not for you. It's for the people in the city. It's for the charities in the city. It's for, um, you know, families and kids and all that good stuff. So uh, glad Chicago was involved. Glad Indianapolis gets next year. Everyone should get an All-Star game. It kicks ass. It's super, super fun. I have um, to say, too, like one of the yeah. best compliments I kept getting all weekend, which made me feel like right at home is the so many native Chicago, Chicago, Chicagoans, Chicago, whoever you are, <laughs> um, being like, that's a great jacket. That jacket is perfect for here because I have my long, I'm told it has like a big NFL coach energy to it. Um, like sleeping bag coat. So I felt like, I felt like a real like native of the city. I didn't feel like a tourist at all. Yeah, Toronto or Chicago is very Toronto-y, I think. Uh I I like I know some people say like, "Oh, Toronto's like Canada's New York." No, it's more Chicago-y. It's oh, Chicago rules. Oh, God, I want to go back. Did you what was your food experience before we get into like the actual All-Star stuff? <laughs> I need to talk about Chicago food because oh my god, there's so much food there. Yeah, so the very first thing I did, I got off the train, uh I mean, the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I got off the plane uh, and the ticket into the city on the train only takes exact change. So I had myself a delicious Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which then spun me right around. And then the first thing I did when I got off the train into the city downtown is go for a Chicago hot dog, which, to be honest, I'm pretty sold on. I really liked it. And I'm told yeah. that because I didn't do I didn't touch it like I didn't do anything else other than the way they gave it to me with like the tomato, the lettuce, the the huge pickle, a lot of mustard, hot peppers, onions, relish as well. Um, but then later someone was like, did you try and put ketchup on it? I said no. And they were like, good, because I've had uh, they said, you know, I had friends or family come to town and they tried to do that and they got kicked out of the place where they got the hot dog. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, but yeah, that was my first experience. It was also like a blizzard. Um, So I was just like, what is this crazy place? What is this magical (laughs) place of hot dogs and like snow? Um, And what else did I eat? I didn't have a deep dish, though I probably should have. There was one day at the arena where I was trying to use my voucher um, and I got first no 
comprehensible reason. This is, this may be a testament to how little sleep I had. I was like, yeah, meatball sandwich. Uh, it was like an <laughs> open face. I was also wearing like a white oversized dress shirt. So pure white. <laughs> so it was like open faced on a bun with like three of the biggest meat, like meat fist sized meatballs, like so much sauce, not actually a sandwich really anymore. Um, and I was, mm-hmm. and then one of those tiny little cardboard sleeves, so I was just like at a cruiser table staring at it for a long time, had no idea how like to eat it. And this child like came up and ha- set down their tiny, very smart little personal size Chicago deep dish pizza box in front of me and just kind of looked at my <laughs> sandwich. And I was like, this was so dumb. And he was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so no deep dish on porch, but uh, I guess that's a good reason to go back, you know? Yeah, I mean, the deep dish, it, like, it requires pretty much a whole day to recover, basically. And like, I didn't have that kind of time. Eat it yeah. late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's like an ordeal to have deep dish. Uh, Chicago hot dogs rule. I had four when I went to Wrigley Field uh, over the course of one baseball game. The, <laughs> the celery salt is a revelation. The weird, did you have, like, the weird neon green mustard? Or, sorry, relish that they uh, Yeah, they, they it was super Field? bright. Yeah. yeah, it was super, super yeah. bright. Um, and I have to say, like, I should have had one, like, on a day when I was feeling kind of tired because all the vegetables on it and, like, the pickle, like, pickles are good for when you're, like, tired and kind of hungover, you know? So I think it, it could have, yeah. like, perked me up. But I didn't see any. I'm sure there were some at United Center, but in the times I was frantically running around trying to find food, I didn't see any. Yeah, uh, really, really good. Eat, eat Chicago hot dogs all the time. I want to make Chicago hot dogs now. God damn. Uh, easy to make. You just buy all the vegetables and some celery salt, and then, bam, you have hot dogs Chicago style. Uh, we'll actually <laughs> talk about the All-Star game in just a second, but first I want to tell people about Theragun. The stress of daily life weighs on us all, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular Joe like me. Trying to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. Today, literally, I picked up some groceries out of the back of the car and hurt my back and had to put heat on it. That's why you should use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And again, you can use this for anything. It can be a general household injury if you've hurt your back picking up groceries, if you have hurt your leg playing pickup basketball, plenty of ways you can use it and make the best of your Theragun. Feel better naturally, treat your pain, and get back to your life. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days, or get your money back by going to theragun.com slash lockdown, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. For a limited time, listeners to this podcast get a free charging stand with a purchase, a $79 value. That's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, let's uh, talk about All-Star and the things that actually happened, shall we? Yes. Uh, <laughs> plenty, plenty went down. It was, uh, a, I think, a pretty 
successful All-Star Weekend overall. I, I think not since the Toronto one in 2015, where the reviews of just sort of every, how everything went down so glowing and the discourse coming out of it more positive than negative, even though there was very clear controversy in the dunk contest on Saturday night. And maybe we can start with the All-Star Saturday night. I don't necessarily care all that much about the Rising Stars, although if you have interesting thoughts on Rising Stars, I'm happy to hear them. Um, not really. Like the game was nice to watch and I will say their media day was pretty nice. They were all very excited and kind of nervous. Um, and then they had this weird thing in the United Center in the, in the tunnels called the mix zone, which was (laughs) where (laughs) some players would go. It was like a weird little lounge and they set it up with like cruiser tables and like, it's where players would go for post-game scrums um so for okay. for all stars it was just like pretty select but for uh rising stars they were all in there so it was very cute um but no i don't know i i love the baby game like it's it's like a nice start to the weekend because everybody's like pretty energetic i will say like i was very kind of impressed with the attendance too i, I wasn't sure how many people would show up but a lot of people mm-hmm. were there to support these guys um and like you got to see like some great Canadian players show up. Hell yeah. So that was all right. Uh, but yeah, we can like, we could go to Saturday night, which to me is like the most exciting. I know that like it's all-star weekend, all-star game, but Saturday night to me is always like the most exciting and like most dynamic and most like, I don't know. It's like, it's like the, it's like the, the beating heart of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All-Star Weekend is sorry, All-Star Saturday is my favorite part of the weekend all the time as well. Even when the dunk contest is bad, it's good. I know people Don't have their that. like, oh, the dunk contest <laughs> is dead. Nate Robinson killed it. No, um, the dunk contest have, is always good, even when it is bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it, like it like for there to be a bad dunk contest is kind of an oxymoron. Um so I was glad to see the, the dunk contest actually like compelled normies who complain about these types of things. Um, I, I thought the skills challenge was pretty fun, even though my stream was screwing up during during the, during the entirety of it. And I think a lot of people had that issue because uh, Sportsnet One has uh, this streaming service on which they, you can only watch the games unless you, I don't know, it's all very stupid. Uh, and of course, it never works when you really want it to work because uh, everything sucks and telecoms are terrible. But when it come when it came to the three point contest, that was great. The the dramatic finish for your boy Buddy Heald was pretty cool, and the dunk contest. Well, well, I mean the dunk contest is its own thing. Any thoughts from the three point contest? Your first live three point contest. Well, I like the skills challenge a lot. I thought Pascal did a really good job. Um, yeah. I thought like he beat out Beverly, right? Yeah, he edged him out. Um, there, it's just like that part is so fun because. Guys are like, there's still some nerves, you know what I mean? Like, and guys are just like really getting into it. There, it's still like a who's who in terms of like what celebrities are there. People are looking around. Um, but then like, I don't know. You get to see, you get to see guys pick a ball off a glowing like sprite branded pedestal, <laughs> and like take the entire drill part of it like extremely seriously, which is wonderful. Um, the three point, the three point competition was great. I thought like. I thought Bertans like I had a running joke for some reason in media row that Bertans was going to be the 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 sleeper, the the, uh-huh. the sleeper shooter, which sort of was for a minute. But then yeah, Buddy 
but he healed, man. What a dude. I like love that guy so much. And I was so happy that he won. Um, and I have to say like kind of a shocker, like I know he can shoot, but when you think about three pointers, I don't think like he's the first guy that necessarily comes to mind. So I like that. Yeah, not really. It's weird because I think they set the stat on the broadcast that he like is the all-time leader for threes made in the first four years of his career. And I was like, what? Who, <laughs> Buddy Heald is that guy? Yeah. Uh, that's wild. But yeah, no, he was great. I, I thought it was cool to see Booker kind of set the bar as high as he did considering he's a former champion and just got inserted into the contest at the last minute and was the last minute all-star in place of Dame Lillard. So that was cool to see him kind of show out. And then, I mean, I'm always kind of an anti three point contest guy myself. Like I frankly prefer the skills challenge in a vacuum. And I, I even liked like shooting stars more than the three point contest. Cause it was entertaining and weird. Uh, and you get like strange personalities in it. The three point contest to me has always kind of felt a little bit like the home run derby where it takes forever and it's kind of repetitive and you kind of get the point after a little while. But I thought two things. I thought the added element of the Mountain Dew three point shot was awesome. The and I know people, balls. Yeah, I know people had issues with that for some reason because there are three-point contest purists out there for some reason, apparently. Um, but I thought that was really cool, and I was, like, very tense every time someone went to take that shot. And I, the same way that when I'm watching, like, figure skating in the Olympics, and by the time I'm, like, three skaters in, I'm like, oh, man, he really needs to hit this triple Lutz. And, like, sort of thinking of the strategy behind it all, I was definitely <laughs> being like, oh, he's got to hit this three. He's got to hit the three-pointer. Otherwise, it's just not, he's, he's screwed. He's got to hit it. It's important. It's, it's so valuable. You can't not hit that shot. And I was getting really tense anytime someone took it. And I I liked that the fact that it came down to essentially a buzzer beater as well. That's when the three-point contest is at its best, when it comes down to the last shot and Buddy got it, and that kicked ass. It was super fun. I got to um, say, though, I don't I don't find yeah. it repetitive. I actually found it. I found this one. I don't know if it's because like I was there, and it's like just a different rhythm that everyone seems to settle into when you're watching yeah. it live. Um but like I found it actually pretty interesting because with every guy, just by virtue of like where they're most comfortable, you get to see like you the shots that you're like, oh, this seems like an easy angle could just be like ruinous for somebody. And then the other ones that are like, oh, this is extremely hard. It's like somebody's like perfect, perfect shot. You know what I mean? So like and every guy yeah. like shoots different from every one of those like, you know, specific places that they've got to do it from. Nobody had much luck with the sludge balls. No, I, I, I can't remember even who hit them i'm sure buddy hit or i'm sure both buddy and booker hit one in their final round um maybe that was necessary although i think buddy hit both in the final round if i'm not mistaken which was huge mm -hmm. and set him up to uh, have that final rack where he could catch up um but yeah i like the 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 steps they've taken to vary it i i think with the you know the random wild card uh money ball rack i think they should have like some special golden ball that's worth like eight points North Korea style somewhere in there. Um, I'd be cool with that. Uh, or like some sort of swish rule like North Korea has. But I, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. Matt Thomas would have destroyed everybody, but that's fine. Um. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, a 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And then the dunk contest was uh, remarkable. Honestly, some people made this point, and I think I agree. It was probably like the best dunk contest in terms of not having any stinkers in a very, very long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't have anyone. I mean, and part of the charm of the dunk contest is the stinkers. Like, I was really hoping that Derek Jones was going to bring out that birthday cake and then, like, somehow fall into it by accident. And that would be I mean, I was sort kind of our of John Collins moment. He didn't jump <laughs> over it. Like, to wheel yeah. that out and then not utilize it is a bit of a bummer. But, um, yeah. And I actually think the cake kind of backfired for him because he missed the first attempt after that. And I think his, like, rhythm was slightly off. I think he was ready and then the cake happened. But it was really nice because the whole arena sang happy birthday to him. So that was really. <laughs> wonderful um is it weird to him impose a happy birthday song for yourself upon an entire arena i don't think he did it i i think i had the sense that like when it happened like he seemed surprised that it was happening i wouldn't actually be surprised that i because now that i've actually talked to him a little bit that is like i talked to him this weekend if like bam at a bio did it <laughs> he seems kind of like a wild guy like a bit of a uh-huh. prankster so uh i don't think Derek jones jr was like wheel out my birthday cake because <laughs> he definitely didn't seem ready for that part so right. uh yeah i i don't think it's weird i actually i really enjoyed it maybe more than most people um <laughs> but no i think like honestly i was pretty so shocked i have to say it's and it feels weird to say this because like I don't stand for any buck, but like I I'm a fan of Pat Connaughton now. I liked his dunks and I think that he was uh, under underscored. Yeah, I mean the scoring was kind of the story of the night, unfortunately, and and I think they have to figure out as much as the dunk contest doesn't matter and the scoring shouldn't matter. It, it does like matter. It anyway. It does it matter a lot. And. <laughs> If you have, I can't remember who made this point. I keep just stealing points I saw on Twitter on Saturday night, but um, someone, I think it might have been Andrew Joe Potter from The Score made the point that, like, how are you even supposed to have, like, impartial voting if they're all just sitting at the same table and reacting with each other and interacting? And, and, like, it sounds like, per common, that they did try to, like, work the score so it'd be a tie after the after the dunk-off, the two-dunk dunk-off. And I guess Dwayne Wade screwed it up and colluded and gave his Heat guy the win. So I guess congrats to him on finding a loophole in the system to exploit, like, some sort of French judge in a figure skating contest. But um, it, it just, it was, I don't know. I, I did not love the broadcast was just like its own thing where like Kenny Smith just didn't shut up and everything was a 50 at all at all times just like that's a 50 that's a 50 that's it was just like okay (laughs) relax like this if everything's a 50 nothing is and so like that the scoring needs to be fixed but uh, I thought the dunk contest was great altogether and like I don't think it's as egregious as everybody else seems to think it, it is that Aaron Gordon didn't win like Derek Jones had some crazy ass dunks Gordon did basically just, like, jump on Taco Fall's shoulders, which is obviously very hard, but, like, he was—he didn't clear him, which, I, I don't know. Oh, I guess so if now you're all of a sudden for something, you're a purist. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, like, Derek Jones was great, and as much as I think Kenny Smith was exhausting saying everything should have been a tie the whole night, um, which, again, what the hell was going on there? But, like, as much as I thought that, I, I thought— like Gordon should have won, but it wasn't as egregious as 
like it was egregious. I, I, I have know. to say, like if honestly, like being there, like I've never been somewhere where the collective disappointment like i've never felt that it was like physical it was like a physical (laughs) feeling of like the air being sucked out of the arena as if like a door blew off on a spaceship or something like it was jarring um and i think like within reason like one first of all i think everybody just wanted it to keep going because like i don't remember the last time Maybe there was a dunk. Maybe there's been a dunk off every year, but I swear to God, I don't remember that ever happening. Maybe it's just because being in the moment and like the momentum of it, everyone was just like, like Shaq was screaming, like in the arena, (laughs) one more, one more, like one more time, one more time. And then everybody started to chant and scream with him. So it was like mob mentality taking over. And it just felt like this beautiful thing that was going to be like endless and just like never stop. And we'd just be watching amazing dunks forever. (laughs) So like that was happening. And then I don't know. It's just like, yes, I know. I know that like Derek Jones Jr. absolutely is a phenomenal dunker. He was totally my favorite going into it, but, Uh but watching Aaron Gordon, watching how like, there's like no one on the planet who loves dunking a basketball more than Aaron Gordon. And not just that, like, (laughs) loves the spectacle and the story and all the like corny stuff, just like the, the epic stuff, like the celebratory stuff loves every single element of the dunk contest as much as Aaron Gordon. And I kind of realized that watching him and it was like, honestly, Sean, like it was heartbreaking. (laughs) Like it sucked. (laughs) And they just had his face. Like when it happened, obviously he's in front of everybody. The players were shocked. Like nobody understood what was happening. It felt it just continually felt like, and everyone was looking to the judges, like they're going to be like, Oh, whoops, here's my real paper with like the real score. How did I mess yeah. that up? Or like something like that. And like the, the post game presser after was like, so upsetting with Gordon. I mean, retiring from dunk contest. Well, he, uh, like he hurt himself. Right. Yeah. I mean, he came out and I think the first thing he ever, he didn't know when I even asked a question and he sat down and he was just like, what's going on here? Like, what is this? Like, what's up? Um, and then he like cut his wrist and you could see it in person, like swelling, like it was swelling more and more. And he was just like, I think people forget, like, it's like a, it's an iron rim. Like you can hurt yourself. He's like, I don't train that much as I used to anymore. Like I, I guess, you know, he just did this contest because he was asked to do it or maybe like, you know, they were like, wouldn't it be cool if you did it again? And he probably was like, sure. Yeah. I love ducking. Of course I'll do it again. Um, and then I don't know. It just like, he was so, he was just like, not not shocked. It was just like kind of dazed. Uh, and it was like pretty heartbreaking to see. And then, yeah, for him to be like, it's over. I'm not doing it again. Now you've talked me back into the camp that he was robbed and uh, I'm <laughs> mad about it all over again. I just, I, so I guess my argument was like, I think Gordon's entire top to bottom night was flawless and him losing any points was kind of stupid to begin with. Um, but I felt like the dunk off, like the sudden death dunk off was pretty even in terms of the quality between the two of them, I guess. And that was sort of like, okay, I I would have preferred to see it keep going. And like, had Jones won the next time around, I would have been fine with that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall, I think, you know, Jones had a couple where he missed the first couple tries and stuff like that. And, um, Gordon did too. The birthday cake thing. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, he missed the first taco dunk. Did he not? 
Uh, no, I think he missed. No, the, he missed yeah. his first attempt as well. Oh yeah, because he also he missed the first one when Markel Fultz could not hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> yeah, he was cursed by Fultz. We, we were talking. A lot of people were talking about that. Just like of all the guys to pick. Oh no. <laughs> I was also like really disappointed we didn't get at least one stuff the magic dragon dunk. Like I don't think he could have gone an entire repertoire. Stuff of wasn't stuff there. Again. Stuff didn't he get wasn't? nominated. No, stuff wasn't a champion. Uh, I mean, an all-star mascot. <laughs> okay. Hooper was, but not stuff. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a, a a blind spot that I shouldn't have, considering who I am. <laughs> There's like they, they get nominated to go to all-star. Yeah, they get voted in. Okay. All-star mascots. So, to my memory, it was oh Clutch the bear with his extremely, ero- like, two sensual proportions. Like, <laughs> he's a pear. Like, he's like an exaggerated pear shape. And I don't understand why, because he's a bear. Um, and Rumble was there. And Hooper. Um, Hooper's the Pistons horse, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Hooper is, to my my um, opinion, an underrated mascot. So I'm glad Hooper made the cut. Um, he might be like the third best player on the Pistons. At this point, yes. Uh, Benny was obviously there. Um, yeah. And I'm. Oh, Rocky the was nuggets, there. And yeah, Rocky, the I remember there. talking to Martin from Dime about, and we were like, Rocky's weird because he feels like he should be a hockey mascot. Right. He doesn't feel like a basketball mascot. Anyway, and then they had like, I think more were there when they brought out the inflatable versions of mascots because they needed to fill the floor. Um, but I think that was it. Well, you sent me the, you sent, you didn't send me, you sent the picture on the basketball <laughs> feelings account of King Cake Baby and Pierre the Pelican. No, that was, were they, that was not from All Star. That was just from oh, regular no! terrifying Valentine's Day at the <laughs> Smoothie King Center. <laughs> I thought that was you taking a picture in the snake pit. No. <laughs> like in pretty close proximity. I would have left. To... I would have left all star weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to disappoint uh, you that I didn't see that terror in person. I would have gladly swapped spots with you. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, my friend. Oh, one d- thing I did want to say back to the dunk yeah. contest because I could have just talked talk about this forever but i don't actually think he he didn't clear like he didn't clear taco by much but taco had his hands up over his like after he handed him the ball he kind of put his hands up over his head to like cover his head and gordon Mm -hmm. that's where gordon hit him so he didn't clear him but he didn't there wasn't as much contact as i think it looked like from some angles um right Anyway, but just to get into the specifics of it, just to talk more about how he was robbed. Also, just like, look, like you asked this guy to come back, you know, he's probably not going to do it again just because like, that's not the, that's not the vibe like of that contest. Like dudes, unless you're Dwight Howard and like Dwight Howard's done, we didn't even talk about it, but it was kind of a bummer. Like it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, But like, and he and he kind of faded like you know into the background a bit which was fine because you know he knew he wasn't going to win but like if you're Gordon and you're the NBA and you're those judges like you that's like I don't I'm not even being like give it to him cuz he earned it but it's just like he earned it and you should give it to him 
because of that, like especially altogether. after Toronto too, right? Where like I, yeah. I don't know if I would say he got robbed in Toronto because Zach Levine was ridiculous. No, Zach Levine. But I think there was a, a case to be made. Yeah, Zach Levine well, definitely yeah. deserved it. But the, the the thing is, like Aaron Gordon didn't come back and just like do the same shit. Like he came back yeah. and he was he was amazing. Like he had all these new dunks. Honestly, watching Derek Jones Jr., I think when they got to the dunk off, I think he was a bit like, Ooh, like I'm running out of ideas. And with Aaron Gordon, yeah. like you never got that sense. He has like so well, many ideas <laughs> that we'll just never see. Well, the thing on the broadcast that was very clear was that he was out of ideas going into the dunk off. Uh, like he was just like, I got nothing. I, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. And that's when he just like looked over and was like, okay, Taco, I guess you're standing there now. And like that was his like... I'm out of ideas idea, which kicks ass. <laughs> and yeah, it's a real bummer uh, that he's not going to compete again. Hopefully they can convince him somehow. Maybe they'll have an all-star game in Orlando or something. Maybe he'll toil away in mediocrity with the magic long enough that he'll want to bring some sort of joy back to his life and have some redemption. But I don't know. Uh, weird, weird, weird evening. The, 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 the scoring and the judges being the story was kind of a bummer considering the quality. Like even Dwight's dunks... Like the Superman one was cheesy as hell and not at a good not a good dunk, but like his first one, he kind of did the Norm Powell Patrick Star thing a little bit mm-hmm. in game, and mm-hmm. and like I don't know if how how much access to replay you had, but he was like smiling ear to ear when he did it, which was kind of cool. <laughs> he I was really happy. I mean, Dwight this yeah. year anyway is just like the happiest I think you've ever seen him in recent yeah. seasons. That's for sure. So I was happy for him, and then I was happy to see him at the side, like. He, even when he was like, I'm not going to win. Like he was so happy to be there and be watching guys dunk. Uh, so yeah. that was all right. But and I, so, I forgot that we still have to talk about the all-star game. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about the all-star game. Sure. Uh, yes. I, I might make this a two-part episode. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and if I did make it a two-part episode, I just cut it right here. And you'll hear part two tomorrow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so as you might expect, we did talk about the All-Star game for about a half an hour, so we are going to drop that as a second part of this episode on Wednesday, considering there was nothing going on this week. I figured a two-parter is actually perfect as we bide our time waiting for the Raptors to return to the court on Friday against the Phoenix Suns. In the meantime, please do the thing and subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast as well as all the other Locked On podcasts that you would like to support. It is very much appreciated when you take that infinitesimal amount of time to go and leave a rating or a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow. Myself, Katie, part two, talking all-star with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.